Welcome to The Land Scene. I'm Lucy Solis, and this is a program dedicated to the people of our city. I wanted to create a place for us to have authentic conversations about the inspired stories, opportunities, and resources available right here in our town. As someone who has spent a portion of my life in poverty, I was able to change my trajectory through the help and the resources available right here in our community. I am proof that when we unify, our city and its people can rise together. Hey, greetings, Capital City. This is Lucy with The Land Scene. And here today we have Joshua Gillespie, who is the director of LMTS, the Community Outreach here in Lansing. Uh, Joshua is also a member of the Tabernacle of David, and he is the director of Diversity, Strategic Initiatives, and Inclusion at Olivet College. And he is a huge community advocate here in Lansing, and I've had the opportunity to work with him directly. So, Josh, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. So, Josh, tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in community advocacy. It started at a young age. My mom, I recall my mom always giving something away. But I think the most significant story was on an Easter, and I was preparing to put on my new green suit, you know, in the, wow. in, in, in the black church, mm-hmm. you know, Easter was a, a great day because all the kids wore all these new clothes. And so I was preparing to put on this new suit, but I couldn't find it. And so my mom said, let's go. It's time to go. So I just put on a suit. When I got to church, I saw this kid with my suit on. Now, of course, there are suits everywhere, but I just, that looked just like my suit. And this kid had it on. And I said, mom, And before I could say anything else, she says, son, you are blessed. That's where we left it. And that stuck with me. But not only those words stuck with me, but her actions every day. She was always doing something in the church, in the community for someone else. And my grandmother the same way. I mean, for Christmas, every family member would get some from grandma. Now, perhaps it it didn't fit. Perhaps it was the wrong gender. I mean, I'm, I'm, she's giving me a blouse. What am I doing with a blouse? But she gave it to me, and it was just that sense of, of giving to make sure that everybody had something. And so that spirit of wanting to help, that spirit of giving started at a very young age for me. And so it just continued in high school involved with community service organizations. And then, of course, in college, being part of a fraternity in a church that always uh, was trying to do something in the community, those uh, those words, those actions more so, and then uh, just caused me to be more engaged. And kind of that's where it started from. I can't thank you enough for that. Um, speaking of your fraternity, I've had the opportunity to work with you and your fraternity. Of course. On the City of Lansing Mobile Food Pantries. Yeah. Just for you folks out there to know that the Alphas come to the City of Lansing Mobile Food Pantries and they actually deliver to homebound people. Yes. So we can contact... Joseph Calloway. Mm -hmm. Um, That's one... We can put that information at the oh, end of the sure, show. Sure, but yeah, sure, sure, yeah, sure. But sure. you can contact. Um, we will give you the contact information if someone's in need of that because we are finding a lot of that lately here in the city. So moving on, Josh, tell me about LMTS. Tell me how that got started. Well, well, I mean, I, it started before I, I got involved. But, okay. I mean, so it, it was uh-huh. founded in 1998. Okay. And it was called Anchors Away. It was a pantry out of the church but also a resource mechanism for those in the church and outside the church to get the the necessary resources that they needed 
And that's what it was. And so it, it served the population in that way. 2015, the name changed to LMTS Community Outreach uh, Services. The LMTS part stood for the Larry Mitchell Trice Sr. Mm-hmm. He was the pastor of that church. And so they named their food pantry uh, or their pantry, if you will, after him because he uh, was a pastor who was committed to being a beacon light of hope in the community and being that beacon through through service. And so it was named after him and it has served uh, multiple families and collaborated with a, a number of different agencies uh, for quite some time. Mm-hmm. I got involved uh, about four years ago. I had not yet joined the church, but I was doing some volunteering for the church mm-hmm. And they needed help unloading the truck. And so I became involved with their food pantry by unloading the truck. And so I would do that and uh, eventually became a member. And then during the pandemic, there was thoughts about closing down the pantry during that time. And the pastor was vehement about that not happening. We wanted to ensure that during the most difficult time, there was a space for us to continue to serve. And so... I got involved uh, during that time, and I've been the director since. I have just enjoyed trying to do something to uh, something small to just serve a population of our community uh, that at times is considered vulnerable, disenfranchised, underserved. And so I've been a part of that and will continue, if, at least for another year. At least for another year. Okay, so let's talk a little bit, do a little more deep dive sure. of LMTS. So I have been there. And what, maybe two years now, year and a half, two years, it's grown phenomenally. I mean, when you walk into this place, it's almost like a grocery store. There's the freezers, there's the refrigerators where people can choose things. Um, If you want to talk a little bit about the setup and how you have that with the Fresh Food Fridays. So we took over, probably they were, you know, it was based on the statistics that we were able to see. About 85 families a month was noted. Over a two-year period, we've grown from 85 to about 1,600 units a month, and we've become a, huge. A, a, I mean, so huge. If you break that down to numbers, I mean, it's like so 4,500 plus people. However, that's a when you start putting up the numbers, and we say units because some of those families are repeat families, you know. Mm-hmm. So it may not be quite. It's not 1,600 different families, mm-hmm. uh, but but it's 1,600. A meal served, if you will. And so, I mean, mean. I mean, but still, but still significant. Mm-hmm. We are a pantry of choice, which simply means that individuals can come into the center and shop for what they want, as opposed to us providing them a box that we think they may want based on the size of their family. So when you walk in our center, it's going to smell good. It's going to be clean. You're going to be greeted by some love. They'll check you in. You'll get your grocery basket Mm -hmm. and you will walk around as if you are in Costco, Myers, or wherever you might be. It truly looks like a store. Mm -hmm. And uh, we want the cans faced the same way. We are particular (laughs) about how we present it because we want those who are coming in to know that they are valued, they are respected. And so I think presentation makes all the difference. And so that's why we find the funds to make it look as if it's a store that someone that's not in need would be okay being at. And so that's important for us to do just that. Absolutely. So I, of course, have had the opportunity to volunteer with you 
and have the labels facing one way for you. The really, the really neat thing though that I noticed is when when I had to go to food pantries and get them again, they would just give us a box. I didn't know what was in the can sometimes. Um, I am a plant based eater, and what I found so phenomenal is going to a pantry and seeing a plant based section. Like that's the first time I've ever seen that. Like. You know, coming from being poverty and coming from being really poor to have that option, you know, that's just for people who have money to eat healthy like that and have plant-based. So it was just so eye-opening. And and talk about making people feel like they matter and that they're, you know, just as good as anybody else to go to Myers and you can go right here to your local pantry and get that those options. I mean, those are special days. I mean, it's not like that every, every, you know, I mean, let's be clear, but, you know, and it would be remiss of me not to acknowledge uh, the connection with the Greater Lansing Food Bank because it, exactly. it wouldn't happen this way without that connection. That's why we're able to provide the various options that we try to because of Greater Lansing Food Bank. It was based on our own budget. We may not be able to have the variety that we have. I mean, we are at a point now, and things have changed. I mean, I mean, inflation has caused things to change. I mean, we can talk about that in mm-hmm. a little bit, but we were able to even locate and find foods that connect with the cultures that are coming through. Before supply chain issues, mm-hmm. I mean, I would shop at, I would shop at LMTS. I mean, I mean that, that place, I mean, from, from vegan pizza to, on some occasions, lobster tail, just crazy. Mm-hmm. But that's because of the Great Lands of Food Bank. So I give a major shout out to Great Lands of Food Bank. Love them, love them, love them. Uh, a former employee who was my favorite, well, I probably shouldn't say my, well, yeah, my favorite, Lynette. Oh, my gosh. Made sure that we had the foods that we needed and to try to ensure that uh, we were able to even culturize the things that we have. And so, so just, just mad love for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when you were talking about culture, that's that's yeah. another thing I noticed when I was there is you do have a huge diverse population oh, gosh, that comes yes. there. Not a uh, a lot of non English speaking um, families. A lot of immigrants, refugees are there, and I was just blown away because that is just so wonderful. You know, just so wonderful that everybody is there together. You're helping them. You're working with them. This, I, I mean, you know, when you're able to provide food that is a staple in a community, then that would attract those from that community there. I I believe that Fresh Food Fridays is what, it's an initiative uh, that we created. Uh, Joy Gleason was instrumental in coming up with this kind of creative name. And that became a day where we had more vegetables and more fruits more healthy options. And because of those healthy options, a number of our international population was attracted to LMTS. And so our Hmong population increased, our African population increased, our Cuban population. And although I said Hmong, I just I should just say our Asian population increased to our Middle Eastern population. I mean it this sea of culture was just beautiful uh, to see and to be around and to learn from, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I mean, we're just playing a small part, and that small part allowed us to glean in different ways to try to assist our community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, another thing I noticed there too is uh, the recipients come and volunteer. Crazy. Yeah, that is so, so amazing. So, so you know what 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 has been fascinating. As the numbers increased, we were just shorthanded. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, I mean, when you're not 
paying folk. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to have a consistent volunteer. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes like we're doing our best to get things ready and individuals in the, that's waiting in line would say, do you need help? Yeah, we need help. Come help us. And that turned in for some to be a more consistent volunteer for a while as our numbers were just, as we were just blowing up. I mean, I call them my Cuban crew. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's my Cuban family. I mean, this I mean, this group of six truly helped us transform what we were doing on Fresh Food Fridays as we unloaded trucks and then tried to stock the center. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, that's just one crew that I would I would acknowledge. But, yeah, just to have individuals who are once in line now, they're serving. And recently, a person who was in line every Friday is now kind of overseeing our AARP employees, if you will. So we've partnered, I mean, this, I'm going to jump into this. We mm-hmm. partnered with mm-hmm. AARP. And so they're trying to get those uh, 60 and above back into the workforce. So they pay these individuals to work in some areas. So we now have six employees from AARP that work for us. And a person that was in line is also an AARP person, but also helping to work with that population. So go figure. And who knew that this person used to manage a store? (laughs) I mean, so you just never never know. know. You never know Mm -hmm. uh, who's in line, Mm -hmm. who cares why. Mm -hmm. The important thing is just to, to treat them with love and kindness. And if a greater connection comes from that, then amazing. If not, We've done what we could do uh, to support that person during the time that they needed support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just... Crazy. I Crazy. love it. Love I love it. that they come and help. So if somebody wants to get involved and volunteer, how would they contact? They can go on the website, uh, lmtsoutreach.org, and they can sign up there. We're also on Volunteer Match mm-hmm. if individuals want to uh, subscribe there. Or just come to the center, 1122 West Holmes Road, Suite 3 and 4, and come in and just inform us that they want to volunteer. We'll put them to work. You also, do you still have the closet? So can it's, talk a little it, bit about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the closet is, is currently shut down. Okay. Um, but we're going to resume it in February. We wanted to just kind of change up some of the clothing. Uh, I, I wanted to have clothing that also matched the collegiate environment. I mean, I want to not just serve some of our seniors or those going back to the workforce, but also to have clothing that uh, resonates with um, our college students as well. I mean, we want our career and work clothes closet uh, to connect with whoever is coming in there. So we just can't have a it got to a point, Lucy, where we, I mean, it was like we was going to church. Nothing wrong with the church. Nothing wrong with the church clothes. But I mean, I wanted to look more than just the church clothes, you know. Mm-hmm. So so anyway, so that's that's down for now, but it will resume uh, in February. Okay, great. So you gave the information on how to volunteer, how to contact for help. What are, what are your hours? Our current hours are 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Tuesday through Thursday. Uh, we've put a hold on Fresh Food Fridays because we're not getting the produce uh, because mm-hmm. of supply chain. And then the weather doesn't uh, allow for that. Um, but those are our current hours. And we're using Friday now as an opportunity to stock for Tuesday. I didn't say this, but I should have said this. Lucy, you got to the point where we're 100 people a day. Oh, wow. 100 people a day on Fridays, mm-hmm. 160 plus. I mean, I think our highest Tuesday was 125. Our highest Friday was 175. Mm-hmm. 
but this was pretty consistent. Right. And so, you know, you're coming on Thursday. There's not, there is nothing in the center. Uh, you know, we unload a truck and the next day it's gone. It was, I mean, that's just the volume of, of people coming through and us just trying to serve them the best that we can. We haven't talked about this, but things have shifted mm-hmm. with inflation, the cost of food, uh, the supply chain issue. And if for some places, the a decrease in donations coming in, mm-hmm. uh, that's impacted how much we're able uh, to even give to a family. You know, it used to be because you, you come in LMTS. I mean, you you got a you got a month, two months worth of food. You good to go, right. and you can come back next week. I, I mean, we didn't have the restriction of, of once a month. Mm-hmm. You could come once, so you can come once a week, and on and Fresh Food Friday. So we were doing, uh, you know, we, we were taking care of people plenty for sure. But now. With this shift, we've had to be more strategic in how we distribute food just to ensure that people are getting uh, something. And that's been bothersome to some degree because you want to give them as much as you can. But it's just uh, not been plausible um, lately. Are we still utilizing the office for a warming Absolutely. So, 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 uh, give a shout out to Lucy. She was, she was on my nerve on that day, but it was all good. No, uh, folks were outside standing. It was cold. And one of the rooms that we were using, uh, uh, to, to store things, Lucy suggested, you know, it would be kind of cool to have a warming station. I'm like, Lucy, the room's only so big. This We're not downtown the city. I mean, we got room for no. She's like, Josh, just think about it. So listen, it wasn't, the idea was brilliant. We just implemented it. Matter of fact, two weeks later, we cleaned out the room, painted the room, put a TV in the room, and used it as a warming station. And it was one of the best things that we could have done. Uh, once again, it reminded people that we cared about mm-hmm. them. And it was just another gesture uh, to uh, be chivalrous, if you will, uh, to uh, for those coming in. So, yep, we implemented that idea, and we and we just—it's funny—we just moved it to a larger room two weeks ago, actually. Oh, awesome! Yeah. And is that the same hours for the warming? Yes, I mean, so it's not a warming station as you know, there's a lot of times for it. So whenever we're open, if you're in line, then uh, as opposed to just waiting, we bring you in to uh, be warm. And then as we, and then as each guest goes through, when, when there is space, we bring someone else in just so you're not standing out in the cold as long. That's wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Sure. Um, so anything else you'd like to wrap uh, up? Waiting for you to ask that, of course. <laughs> so we are really excited about what's forthcoming. So we mm-hmm. applied for a grant with HRCS, and we, are, we were approved for this grant, and this grant will allow us to offer free therapy. And so we know mm-hmm. that mental health um, is an issue that has no prejudice uh, you know, anyone, it, it makes no difference how wealthy, how educated you are. Mental health can impact anyone. And so we recognize that particularly in vulnerable populations, mental health, those communities tend to have a higher um, level of, of mental health concerns or issues, if you will. For one, because of all the, all of the pressure, number one. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yes, we'll be offering mental, we'll, we'll be offering therapy beginning in, in January. Okay. And, and in addition to that, uh-huh. uh, we are looking to purchase uh, some property 
um, emergency housing. I mean, so at the forum that we just had a few weeks ago, they talked about some of the top issues in Lansing and emergency housing happened to be one of those. And that was part of our strategic plan that we had set uh, three years ago. And so we're going to see as we apply for grants that we can help in that regard as well. And then lastly, our Beyond the Dream project, which will allow us to work with youth and give them an opportunity to look beyond what they currently see. So we're going to incorporate what we call anthropological excursions where individuals are placed in environments that they may not normally be in. So taking a, a young person that perhaps is impoverished and letting them see D.C., letting them be part, letting them learn about different cultures through food, through art, through different ways of engagement. We plan to get us a, a, a pilot cohort to make that happen. So, I mean, there's some other things, but those are some of the things that we're, that we're pretty excited about. That's wonderful. Well, thank you. Josh. Are we done? We are done. Thank Hold you on. so much. We're done. Oh, I still got something to say. I'm just kidding. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so Thank much you. for being here. Thank you so much for what you do for the community. Absolutely. We appreciate it. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to The Land Scene. Music for The Land Scene provided by Joystack. For more information, go to joystack.org. To listen to this episode and others on demand, visit lccconnect.org. If you have a story to share or would like to be a guest on the show, let me know. I'm Lucy, and thanks once again, Capital City. It means so much to me to have the support of our community. Remember, when unified, our city and its people can rise together. Rise together.